Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into Sunday's gospel reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Danny Sullivan. And I'm Father Rob Gallia. And this podcast is presented to you by FIG Ministry. Um, so today we're talking about um, another scripture verse. This is what series? This is the final episode. Final season episodes. two. What? Crazy. And what's happening after this? Next, well, in like life or? No, as in for podcast, for Catholic influencers. <laughs> well, what well, isn't happening? Two. Season two finishes today, which is sad, I guess. Yeah. Um, but next week is Advent and we're going to come back and we've got something exciting planned for Ooh. Advent. So listen out, maybe follow us on Catholic Influencers Instagram for some sneak peeks. There you go. Uh, and then we're going to have a bit of a break and come back season three, oh, 2020. And do we, can we give anything away about season three or are we still waiting for feedback from people? I mean, always send us your feedback, yeah. um, but it's going to be a bit of a mixture of season one and season two. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know how I'm that's going <laughs> to mash together, but uh, we worked away. Yeah. So this is going to be exciting scripture, certainly scripture. We love the Bible, but also I think season one was based on topics and yeah. interviews. So I'm so guessing we're bringing we're having, some of those back. Yeah, there you go. To interview some exciting people again. Ooh. I know. It's not that I'm sick that's of more, your voice or that you're sick of my voice. It's no. just that we love other voices. But that means more work for you and more socializing for you. Oh, my goodness. Look, I give the people what they want. Doesn't yeah. mean that's what I want. It's but just, I do it for Jesus. <laughs> All for Jesus and for Jesus people. Hey, That's how it feels. Yeah, no, that's good. Because uh, Danny, for those of you who don't know, is a, a severe introvert. Severe. <laughs> that makes it sound like a, I, a disease. I do no. not. I'm an introvert. I don't get but a I lot think of. You're more severe than I am. Yeah, I don't find much joy in socializing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't in people um, like. But that's okay. I love people. Uh, you just contradicted yourself. You love people. No, no, no. I love them. I just don't just feel like a lot love of them at a distance. <laughs> yeah, I like. I'm quite social online. Yeah, but please <laughs> don't ask to have coffee with me. Or don't call me and I'll call I, you. There's actually, this is off topic. iTunes or iPhone, whatever, has done this new update where you can put a silencing feature on. So if it's, uh-huh. if it's like a phone number that your phone doesn't recognize at all, mm-hmm. it doesn't even ring. It just goes straight to voicemail. But I, my number is like... Yeah, so if you no ring number. me, you're going to go straight to voicemail. Oh, wow. But anyway... But Galaxy have done it before because Zeb, my drummer, mm-hmm. never answers my calls. He says, text me. And then I'll call you. Also, Zeb doesn't reply readily. Well, he does. Or he does yeah, that's not fair. Uh, yeah. He hasn't replied to me in ages. <laughs> uh, Zebedee, please reply. <laughs> and it, not like he's going to listen to our podcast anyway. That's so We true. love him. We love Zeb. Well, you can send him a message to say, listen to the podcast so he knows to reply to me. Yeah. Thanks. But uh, yeah, so Galaxy have had this feature. And that's what I'm trying to say, I think, because Zeb has it and he has a Galaxy. But let's get to the scripture verses Today, what scriptures are we reading? Um, so this is the final week of ordinary time for year C. And then next week, it's Happy New Year to the church, which is exciting. Yes. So, yeah, so we're still in Luke's gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we've jumped ahead a bit, though. So we're Luke chapter 23. That's a, yeah. Just to talk about that, like we've jumped like, yeah. So like we moved all these chapters and then all of a sudden now, just before Advent... Yeah. Which is the birth of Christ. We're talking about we're at the cross. Yeah, like Jesus is already up on the cross. 
Like okay. it's we ju- we missed a lot. Yeah, we'll come back to that though. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll come back to the cross at Lent. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's go here. So this is verses Luke Luke twenty three verses thirty five to forty three, and the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, "He saved others; let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one." The soldiers also mocked him, coming up, offering him vinegar, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged rallied at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingly power. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. One of my favorite scripture verses, because it talks about the mercy, the mercy, the mercy of God. Eh? Mm. Last week we talked about the judgment and how <laughs> the people left with a heavy heart that they were told about the second coming. They were told about the persecution that was to come. But yet today we're shifted back to a place of mercy mm. and just absolutely incredible. I love this. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it is really beautiful. And it, I, it reminds me so much of... Good Friday. I remember mm-hmm. like same church every year growing up and just. In you know, Andira. Oh, we went, we went to the bigger church because there uh, was no Good Friday service in, in Andira. Tatura. Tatura. Yeah. The bigger church. <laughs> the bigger church of Tatura. Tatura is still, still a tiny church. In like, comparison to Andira. Uh, okay. It was huge. There was more than 20 people. Oh, wow. um, so I don't know, just like, you know, Jesus remember me. When you come into your your kingdom. Beautiful. There's a Teze song. Jesus, remember me. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is, um, I think let's go a little bit into context of what's Mm. happening here. Okay, so uh, there's Jesus being crucified and being crucified between two thieves. Now, this was not convenience, you know, like, ah, we're crucifying two thieves. Let's crucify Jesus, you know, or let's, we're crucifying Jesus. Let's, we have these two thieves in a waiting room. Let's do it all at once. No, this was very deliberate. This was very intentional. They were two people, two thieves, two brigands who were notorious, who were notorious criminals, people who who were dirty, the scum, so to speak, um, of criminals. And they were put on the left and the right of Jesus to, just to humiliate him, just to humiliate Jesus, just to show, hey, you're just as dirty as the rest of them. And um, it was, but this place of, of, of humiliation and then became, as we hear through the scripture, a place of glory, place of grace of mercy. And this is what God does, as we often talk about, I even have t-shirts about it, that God turns our mess into a message. And this is what God, this is a typical, typical example of, of Jesus doing that in this scripture. So there are a few characters here. There's the good thief, there's the bad thief. Um, typically that we know is a good thief, the bad thief, and there's Jesus. So there's this conversation going on. Um, there's a lot of tradition that comes with this 
good thief. Now, the bad thief we hear nothing of. We just know that he was a bad thief. But there are different names throughout, like the three kings, you know? Do you remember the names of the three kings? That true tradition, I can't remember them. But actually, they are, they are, um, they're given names through tradition, not in the scripture. But also this good thief, this penitent thief, was was given a name. And some call him, like a true tradition, call him, uh, there are three versions of it. There's Dismas or Demas, or Dumacus, okay? So these were names uh, traditionally that uh, um, were given for the good thief. But the good thief also, there comes a story, you know, like with saints. Sometimes when we don't know the lives of the saints, sometimes people throughout history came up with stories, which devotional stories of what they assumed the life of this um, this saint was. Um, some might be true, but we don't know. It's lost between, let's call it legend, okay? And so the l- legend has it that there was that Dismas or Demas or Marcus was a Judean Robin Hood. Okay, some people thought that he was this Robin Hood that used to steal from the rich and and give to the poor. Another tradition is this that I found really interesting. So the idea was this: when Jesus and the Holy Family, Jesus was a newborn baby, and they were journeying from to Egypt. No fleeing Egypt, uh, from Bethlehem to Egypt, and actually going into Egypt, Jesus, um, the, the Holy Family was robbed, okay? This is the legend, okay? That he, the Holy Family was robbed and they were tied up and they were about to kill the Holy Family, so to speak, okay? But then what happened was the son of the robber saw baby Jesus, this is the legend, and he fell in love with this baby Jesus and he held this baby Jesus and he, and he, he thought it, this baby Jesus was so cute and, and so tradition has it this, and this is the quote that tradition has this young boy holding baby Jesus saying this, Oh, most blessed of children, if ever there come a time for having mercy on me, then remember me and forget me not on this hour. So this robber, the son of the robber, is asking for mercy. He said, one day maybe you're going to have mercy on me. So I'm going to have mercy on you and spare your life. And then Jesus goes away scot-free. Okay. Now this robber youth, they say he was and then became the thief at the right hand of, of Jesus, the, the good thief. And the next time they meet is in Calvary. I've never heard that, but I really like that legend. Hey, it's a nice legend. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, yeah, and this is, comes from readings. It doesn't, um, it's actually documented in literature, mm. but we don't know. It's devotional legend. I'm not saying this is, it certainly doesn't hold the same level as scripture, but I think this is a beautiful devotion just mm. to think that they, he met mercy with mercy at this point. And then when he does show that mercy to the prisoner, you know, on, on Calvary, on the cross, um, this good thief turns to Jesus and says, remember me when you come into your kingly yeah. power or when you come into your kingdom, uh, different translations. And then Jesus responds with like, truly, I say to you today, you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. And throughout scripture, whenever Jesus says, truly, I say to you, it's kind of like, amen, I say to you. And like, this is serious. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, you have to correct me whenever I say anything that might be wrong, Father That's Rob. Good. But I, I think, based on my research, it comes from the Hebrew word like "Amen," which is like "So be it." It's like I this agree. solemn yes, so oath, like "Yes, this is going to happen." So as soon as he said, "Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise." Yeah, like he's saying, like, "Yep, absolutely, like you will be with me in paradise today." But until that moment, like 
you know, with the Jewish tradition, the gates of paradise were closed for sinners. So he, like this good thief, wouldn't have had the opportunity to go to paradise had Jesus not had mercy on him. And it was at that moment when he, you know, a few moments later when he died and he, in the creed we say he descended into hell and then he ascended into heaven. That's That's when these gates of paradise were opened for all sinners to, you know, with mercy, Jesus' mercy, to enter paradise. Yes, so Jesus opened up the gates of heaven. Absolutely. So we often think of things in space and time, you know, at a a given (laughs) moment, people are waiting in hell um, because the thing is we all deserve hell, okay? And we get to heaven only by the mercy of God, only through the cross. So people who even were alive before the crucifixion and those after, we're all saved by that same moment in history, in space and time, known as the crucifixion, Calvary. And so Jesus descends into hell, opens up the gates of hell for those who otherwise would have gone into heaven, even though they deserve hell Mm. because of the cross. And then they are opened up and and then they go to heaven. But again, that's uh, anthropomorphic. That's sort of using um, human language in space and time. So in the creed, we say that he descended into hell to open up the gates of heaven, so to speak, and then um, went uh, ascended into heaven to carry all those who had been in hell through a fault of their own, but not because they didn't have the mercy of Jesus. They were allowed into heaven. And so uh, this is the opening where Jesus is on this cross and he's saying, tonight, using space and time, you will be with me in heaven because I'm going to descend, I'm going to open up the gates of heaven for you. But another interesting thing about this fact is this scripture verse, that this is the only person throughout all of scripture, through scripture, that we know is in heaven. You see, no one was ever promised heaven. No one was ever promised heaven like this thief. And no one has ever guaranteed heaven like this thief. Not Mary, not, not anyone. I mean, I'm not saying that Mary isn't in heaven because we know that she's in heaven. We know that the saints are in heaven. But through scripture alone, if you don't take through tradition, through scripture alone, Jesus, this thief is the only one we know through scripture that is in heaven. And I think this is pretty amazing. The first person we know that is in heaven. So he's promised him, but the word he uses is not heaven. What's the word they use? Paradise. Paradise. Well, paradise in in Persian language was an enclosed garden. Mm. It was a garden that the Persian king, um, Persian king had access to 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 paradise, and it was um, he would invite his elite. Um, those who have served well, those who have been faithful to him, he would invite them access into this enclosed garden where they could have as much fruit as they want, they could have as much rest as they want, they could have as much access to even the king himself as they want. It was it was a key into the kingdom. And so he was so this is what he's promising this thief is not promising him eternal life. He's promising him eternal access to the king. He's promising him rest. He's promising him uh, an elite, something that is only for the elite, only for those who have been absolutely faithful to the king. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty awesome, eh, that this unfaithful thief who was set there to humiliate Jesus all of a sudden is being promised paradise, this access into heaven. And I think that's such a beautiful way that you know, Luke has kind of written this gospel is that 
you know, for the past few weeks, we've been on this journey to Jerusalem and he's been speaking about how heaven is for everyone. Mm. And then as you were saying, Father, like this is the only place in scripture where someone is confirmed to be in paradise, in heaven with Jesus. And that Luke has taken us on that journey. And, you know, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees and the scribes and he had dinner with tax collectors and Mm. he met with all these sinners. And then the one person that he confirms will be with him in paradise is a a thief had been crucified, was about to die for, you know, for this sin. And yet Jesus was saying like, well, tonight you'll be in paradise. Yeah. And that's, that's mercy. That's the grace of God. And that's Mm. uh, throughout all of Luke, you have seen the pursuit of, of Jesus, of the sinner that God pursues us. But now all of us sudden there's victory there's victory and that shows as well that it is never too late to turn to Jesus never too late and uh, we think that it's by our works and we think okay yes we need to work for the kingdom of heaven we need to uh, but uh, even in Catholic belief we believe we believe in mercy because even the Hail Mary pray we're asking for Mary to pray for us sinners now but also at the hour of our death because we believe that at the hour of our death is when we need the grace most. That's when there's going to be a war for our soul. That's the moment where the, the devil's going to be working the hardest, but also God's grace is going to be the strongest. And so this is why we pray for, again, Mary to, to fight for us at that moment. And this is what, what Jesus was talking to this thief, but guess who was at the foot of the cross? It was Mary. Mary there interceding as well. So I'm sure she there was praying for this thief and knew the mercy and witnessing this moment of mercy and that she probably, Luke, you know, Luke never saw Jesus. Luke never had a conversation with Jesus. But we know that Luke, to write his gospel, would have interviewed Mary, would have spent time with Mary because the devotion he has for Mary in this scripture is unprecedented in no other scripture. So he, he must have spent a lot of time with John and a lot of time with Mary. And so I imagine it was Mary that was telling him this story. Mm. And I can imagine her heart. You see, my, my Jesus, my Jesus showed mercy and showed mercy even at the most critical moment. And then to think that very same woman is the one we cry to at the hour of our death, to bring us to Jesus, to bring us to this very same grace that this thief himself experienced. So in a sense, I and you are this thief on the cross being shown mercy and grace. That reminds me of the quote that you've said. I think you said it last week and then a few weeks ago again, like that St. Mother Teresa, like we are the sinner. Mm. Um, And even like the good thief acknowledges that. He says that we are indeed justly for we are receiving our due reward. Mm. And our due reward is hell. hell. It, it It is that death and it's hell, but Jesus he comes in with his mercy and he saves us from that because I was actually speaking with someone. Um, he works in the same building as us the other day. He brought his baby into the office. He's 10 months old. Ooh. Yeah. He was so cute. He just like clung onto me like a little koala. <laughs> um, and in our office at the moment, we have like a, a chalkboard with a quote. And at the moment we have a St. Catherine of Siena quote. That's and- chalk. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That looks like a, who drew that? Thank you. Can Wait, you? are you going to say it's nice? It's very nice. Oh, thank you. Well, I think it is, it's so nice that we should take a photo of it so you know what we're talking about and put it on the Catholic Influencers <gasps> social media. So it's Catholic Sweet. Influencers underscore. This is a, it's amazing. That's a chalkboard. I thought it was a poster. Anyway, back to you. 
And he was saying that his favourite St. Catherine Santa quote is the one where she said, like, all the nails in the world could not have held Christ to the cross had not love held him there. Mm. And I just think how powerful is that? Like, you know, we are the sinner and we we deserve hell, but Jesus loves us so much that he stayed on that cross. And they're mocking him at the start of this gospel. They're saying, like, save yourself. You are, if you are the king of the Jews, if you are the chosen one of God, like you can get down. And he could. There's mm. not enough nails in the world that could have held him up on that cross. Because he's greater, stronger. Yeah, he is, you know, he's bigger than that. There's nothing impossible. And yet he stayed there because of the love that he has for us and the love that he had for that good thief and the bad thief and those mocking him. Um, Just in the verses before we enter into the gospel this week, so it's just earlier in chapter 23, it says, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Like he, at that moment, he was just full of love and mercy for everyone, even those that were persecuting him, even those that were nailing him to the cross with the nails that he didn't really need. Yes. You know, be held up there. Um, It's love that's going to hold him up there. But yet, you know, he did that for us. How how powerful is that? It is. And this is the amazing thing that he just poured out mercy on those. Now, the same mercy he poured out on the good thief, he poured out on the bad thief, poured out on those who crucified him. But the thing is, the difference between the good thief and the bad thief was the good thief asked for mercy, was ready to receive that mercy. Well, we have no evidence of the bad thief doing that. We have no evidence of those crucifying Jesus doing that. So even though God does pour mercy upon us, it requires us to ask for mercy. It requires us to receive that mercy. So God being merciful, in a sense, is not enough. We have to be able to receive it, to ask for it, to repent of our sins. And this is what the good thief and then became an evangelist, even though maybe not an effective one there and then, because he was telling the the bad thief, no, can't you see what you've done wrong? Can't you see that we have done nothing wrong, um, that we have done everything wrong? And this man has done nothing wrong. Just, and he was basically asking this good, the bad thief to repent. But we again have no evidence of him repenting. So he became this evangelist that I find as well in the, in the good thief, uh, encouragement as well, because so many times I've preach the gospel with no results sometimes with results but so many times without results but it doesn't we shouldn't stop with this this is a, being an evangelist being someone who evangelizes is a consequence of our reception of of the mercy of god yeah another like inspirational point from the good thief is that you know he was evangelizing to the bad thief he was saying like look at this but then he he realized and he had that moment of enlightenment and he realized who Jesus was and straight away he turned to Jesus and addressed him and spoke to him. And I guess that for me, like that is such a a good reminder of the importance of relationship. Like how often am I focused on the world or other people or things like that? And then just turning to Jesus and speaking directly to Jesus. And we have that kind of access. Mm. And then this good thief has even more access when he says that he'll be with him tonight in paradise, like the all access pass, I guess, but we have that access on earth to just speak directly to Jesus, to have that relationship with him and focus on that now while we're on earth so that we can be with him in paradise forever. Amen. And that's uh, something so beautiful. And that again is allowed for us because of this event, because of the crucifixion, because the veil was torn, because he opened up the gates of hell. And so um, this moment um, that we're reading in this Sunday's gospel is a very significant moment uh, and significant to our life as well, to a life of understanding that we need God's love. We need God's mercy, but we need to ask for it to be able to access this 
paradise that God has for us, but also understanding that it's through relationship, through speaking to Jesus, through and this encounter, an ongoing encounter with Jesus. So this this um, Sunday, this Sunday, just to spend some time, even as you listen to the gospel, and ask God, ask God, God, please let me be like this good thief, this good thief who is promised heaven, you and I all promised paradise. But the thing is, we need to be people who are ready and repentant and ready to accept this mercy and this grace. So that brings us to the end of season two. Thank you so much for tuning in every week um, or binging if that's your thing on this podcast. It's been such a blessing just to be able to break open the scripture and the word of God with you, um, Mm. with this Catholic influences community around the world. And we've loved hearing from you throughout the season. And please get in touch with us before Advent, before season three with what you want to see, what you want to learn more of. And we will do everything in our power with the help of God to get that you know, that message out. We are here for you and we want to journey with you um, and become the saints that we are called to be. So please get in touch with us on Instagram at Catholic Influences underscore or Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at FIG Ministry. Or you can email us um, podcast at FIG Ministry.com. Also head on to the website, FIG Ministry.com forward slash podcast because we've um, done a few little changes there. So hopefully there's more resources that can help you Uh, study a little bit more in your own time into the scripture and really break open it more in your own lives, Um, but also an easy way to contact us and things like that. So please get in touch. We really, really would love to hear from you. And And snail mail. And snail mail. How can I forget in the last episode? (laughs) P.O. Box 96, Strathdale, Victoria, and 3550, Australia. I've just moved to a house around the corner from that post office. Oh, now people will know where to find you. (laughs) Yeah, postcode 3550. (laughs) There you go, next to the post office. (laughs) Right next door. There's a big red sign which has KFC written on it. Oh, is that your house? I don't live at KFC. Oh, okay. I wish. (laughs) You wish? (laughs) I had KFC yesterday. I feel terrible today. But anyway. I feel like that's a very apt way to finish, just with stupidity yeah and and funness okay so thank you so much for listening and may god bless you let his face shine upon you and give you peace in jesus name amen Amen.